Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Ludeke, literary agent and vice president of Gregor and Ludeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Therese Crow, novelist and speaker. So we've talked about self-promotion on the podcast yeah. many times. <laughs> right. Many, many times. And every time we talk about it, we always have to mention how authors just hate self-promotion. Right. It feels icky. It feels deceptive. It feels like you're being that sleazy used car salesman who just won't stop badgering people. (laughs) I'm sure you were like that when you sold cars. Greased, slicked back hair. Yeah, yeah, that I was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Just, Just half a bottle of hair gel every day, man. (laughs) <laughs> Got to get the comb over, right? So let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about like, why does self-promotion feel so bad? Why are we so self-conscious about it? It helps so good. <laughs> but it's so important. It really is. You show me an author who's not self-promoting, guarantee that author is also not selling very well. Right. Well, and the thing is like, if you, if you like an author, you don't care if they're self-promoting. Because you want to hear about their new stuff. Right. I think what it really comes down to is kind of this cognitive dissonance that we have where we simultaneously believe and don't believe in Mm. ourselves and in the quality of what we've written. Hmm. And I've talked to so many authors about that very thing where it's like, I'm just like, but don't you believe that your book on weight loss can help people lose weight. Don't you believe that your cookbook has great recipes? Don't you believe that your novel is a great escape? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Wouldn't you tell your friends about it? If you, if you could go back in time and buy Google stock on the cheap, wouldn't you tell your friends? Yeah. Wouldn't you tell your friends about this time machine that you found? And Hey, we're going to go back. We're going to buy Google stock when it's like, you know, 15 bucks and (laughs) then we're going to be set. Then we're going to jump forward. We're all going to be millionaires. You would tell all of your friends, everybody Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. this great thing. And the same is true for your book, especially if you write nonfiction, because nonfiction is solving a problem. You're presenting solutions to the world's issues. You're presenting Mm -hmm. information the world needs. So you have this, not a golden ticket, but with your book, you have something that the world needs. And either, you know, you believe that you do have answers mm-hmm. or you don't. Mm-hmm. But again, then like, like you said, authors still get on the fence about it and they start to doubt their own. Right. Their but own I really stuff. think, I, I think it's an issue of perspective that just has to be shifted. And I think you're right on the money. Either you have the answers for people's problems or you don't. And either your book provides a great escape or it doesn't. And if you answer those questions and say, you know what? I don't have the answer. It's not a great escape. Then you're done. Mm -hmm. But if you do have some of the answers, if you can provide an escape, Mm -hmm. then the only person you're hurting by not doing self-promotion is you. Mm -hmm. Think of all the people you could be helping. And the craziest thing about this is that books aren't even that expensive. Right. Like 
We are so quick to talk about, oh, I just got this Groupon deal for a thousand dollar trip to Ireland. You should do it too. But we can't, you know, we can't. You did not text me about this Groupon to Ireland. We can't even go to Ireland right now. They will not have us. I know that seems like a random example, but I was totally like working at a place where everyone was talking about this Groupon deal to Ireland. And it was because of the whole like word of mouth, like, hey, I found this great thing. You should do it too. Or, I mean, that's how diet fads take off. Like everything is about like word of mouth. Someone finds a great thing and they tell people about it. I know. You mean anybody who does keto and they just cannot stop talking about keto. I love keto. I know. But yes, and and it's just so funny that we're talking here about a $15 book Mm -hmm. and authors just get in this like zone where they can't talk about it. And I've had conversations with them too, where to the point where they're like, I just want to let it play out. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here and see what happens. You know, and when you're working, working with Christian authors, it's the whole, like, I'm just going to let God do the work. And I'm just like, dude, <laughs> it's, it's, that's not how it works in the business. I've seen plenty books. I've seen plenty books get published and then flop with authors sitting back waiting for God to do the work. But I mean, you know what? Say you are self-promoting and you do annoy somebody. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Right. You might annoy them for a second and then they'll just keep scrolling. You're not devastating people. You're not like ruining mm-hmm. their lives. Right. You're just trying to sell a book. Right. That's it. They're, yeah, they're annoyed for a second and that's it. And chances are you're going to say something right. tomorrow that annoys them too that has nothing to do with your book. <laughs> right. So. It's, it's not like you're dragging them through a four hour timeshare presentation here. Exactly. So that's, so thank you. So that's leads us to the points that I have um, to keep in mind when it's time to promote your book. The first I wrote, it's not like you're asking people to sit through a Cutco demonstration. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All you're doing, all you're doing is talking about your book or asking them to buy your book or asking them to consider your book or, you know, I mean, it's just not this long drawn out thing. Another thing to remember is that people aren't as skeptical as you may think. Mm -hmm. They aren't as hesitant to buy as you may think. I think just in this mindset that like, well, I'm asking for people's money and that just feels so icky. And people, I mean, goodness, we think nothing of dropping $6 for a cup of coffee, right? So Mm -hmm. we are a spending culture. It's fine to ask people. Spend it on me. (laughs) Yeah. They aren't going to think that you're sleazy just for asking them to take a look at your book. Well, and I think, I think some of this just comes out of the echo chamber that can be publishing Yep, and that we end up insulating ourselves with nothing but other authors. And so when you do events that not like writers conferences, but when you do events, like we do a lot of comic cons, people think it's cool Mm -hmm. to meet the author. People don't don't always assume that we are the authors. They'll stop and they'll chat and, oh, what's this book about? What's that one about? And they think we're a bookstore. No, these are Mm -hmm. our books. We wrote them. And then they think that's really, really cool. Yeah. But we've forgotten that like 
being an author kicks butt, man. Yeah. We are super cool people. Yeah. We have put so much effort into this and like other people think it's cool. Mm -hmm. It's one of those jobs that like you, you wanted to be as a kid when you grew up and then life happened and there's just no more room for it for most people. Mm -hmm. Most people want to write a book someday, mm -hmm. but they don't have the time or the, the skill or the dedication to put toward it. So when they meet somebody who has dedicated themselves toward it, yeah, they think it's pretty cool. Absolutely. They are, that is absolutely right. We live in, in our author worlds and I look at my own like Facebook or whatever, and it's full of authors and mm -hmm. everyone's constantly talking about writing. They're constantly talking about their books and what is easy to forget is that's not what, how most people experience Facebook. Yeah. Most people, when they log into Facebook, people are talking about completely different things because they aren't friends with 500 authors like I am. You know what I mean? So I know. And that's not an exaggeration. Yes. Like, of course, that's what your feed looks like. Mm -hmm. And so it can seem really cheap and ordinary and ugh, oh, I've got to promote my book now and everyone's promoting it. And we just forget that. No, the rest of the world, they are not surrounded by authors. They're not surrounded by book promotions all the time. Mm -hmm. If you can find a way to target that rest of the world, mm -hmm. you are going to be the coolest person to them because you're a writer, you've got a book um, and people get so excited about that. Even with my little, self-published marketing book that I did like six or seven years ago, right? It's right. totally outdated. When people find that I have that and it's like on Amazon, they flip out and they're like, that's so cool. Oh my goodness. Here's your Amazon page. Maybe I'll buy it. Like, I'm like, no, really, it's not that exciting. And I do it. I do the same thing. Like, it's not that exciting. It's right. kind of- You're cutting yourself down. Yeah. It is that exciting, Amanda. When, when we launched Gate Crashers and yeah. you were going through and you were figuring out, okay, where, where are we going to have our episodes at? And the last one we were able to get up was iTunes because it took a little bit longer. That was a little special moment for me because mm. I got to like go on just my phone yeah. and open up iTunes and look up the name of our podcast. And there it was. And my name was there too. And I was like, this is, I have content on mm -hmm. iTunes. That was not a life goal a couple of years ago. And now it's like something I can be really proud of and I can talk yeah. to people about it. And I never ever feel gross when I talk about the podcast to people because it's, it's almost always when, when I am out at something like a comic con and I meet other people who are writers or authors and they want to talk about the industry, I always give them my business card for the podcast and I never feel gross and I never feel bad hmm. about plugging it to them because I feel really confident that, like you were saying, we are providing answers for problems. Mm -hmm. We are providing information. I have no doubts about that. Hmm. And I think that's where it comes from. The ickiness comes from self-doubt. And if you can change your perspective on that and have confidence that you have provided something that this person wants or needs, mm -hmm. You won't feel gross about your own self-promotion either. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gate Crashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link, paypal.me slash gatecrashers, 
or log into PayPal and search us using our username, which is at Gatecrashers. And be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode. Thank you.